again, gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let them beat you down, don't let them beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no, don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is the reasons you should quit. Don't let them beat you down, you just stand up to Get out of here. Left shark, stop it. Stop dancing, left shark. Left shark, do you want tuna? That's what I thought. Sorry, everybody. You are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And uh, we had a little bit of a hiccup there with our new our new studio mascot, Left Shark. Left Shark is... He's he's good. He is. He means well. Yeah. He's nice. I like him. But, you know, it, there's just moments where he's, he's off... Off kilter a little. A little bit. Does his own thing. But he does his own thing. That's why he's a hero to me, really. Yeah. That's why I'm glad that we, we trapped him by using uh, Zoe Deschanel and dressing her up as Katy Perry and putting her in a shark cage. That that was genius on your part. I, I know. And then and then we just trapped him and we're like, ha, sorry, left shark. You, you can hang out with us now. And he seems cool with it, to be fair. He does. Yeah. He does. You know. He's so that's good. Kind of got that blank. Is it sad base type of thing? He only drinks Pepsi, though. That is a tricky thing. We have gone through a lot of Pepsi. I know. A lot lot. of Pepsi. He won't eat anything unless it's been dunked or marinated in Pepsi. Let me tell you, marinating Cheetos in Pepsi overnight in the fridge, it's smelly and messy. They get soggy. They get weird. They're delicious. Well, according to him, they are. I'm not going to trust me. Are you eating the shark's food? I got hungry. God damn it. Anyway, Super Bowl happened. It did. Balls were checked. It was a pretty Super Bowl, I think. It I mean, actually the game was, was a good close. game. Last year was just a not so Super Bowl. It no, was, last year was like the anti Pro Bowl. It was a nap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Peyton Manning. It just was, buddy. It was just <laughs> sleepy. But this one, no, it was good, except for the end. I, you know, what? I actually didn't have a preference on who won, so I was cool with it. It was an exciting end, but I was still a little sad. I wanted the Seahawks to win. I know you will never hear those words said. <laughs> Again. Well, it's just because you love Pete Carroll. I understand that. Deeply love Voldemort. He's so (laughs) great. I'm glad that he and the Emperor from Star Wars could fight each other in the Super Bowl. And it was great that Voldemort, you know, could fight Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine, He's Emperor Palpatine. He wears the hood and everything. (laughs) So it was nice that Emperor Palpatine and uh, Voldemort had a face off. And I was just I was kind of hoping for Voldemort to win. Can you imagine if one day Tom Brady has some sort of like hot coffee or Acid related accident, and he like gets horribly burned and scarred. Right, and he has to wear a helmet. Right, <laughs> and uh, wear a helmet, and uh, yeah, and like breathing <laughs> like breathe a little weird. That that would pretty much complete the picture. I think J.J. Abrams is actually trying to make that happen. For I already consider motion. Russell Wilson Harry Potter, so you know, I, <laughs> I look at him. when I look at him, all I see is a little kid wearing glasses and throwing interceptions. God damn it! <laughs> Throw really. Really? The game on the line and you have you don't just have Harry Potter. You have like the you have you have Dumbledore, Lynchador, <laughs> Marshawn Beast Lynchador. And all you need to do is hand him the football and the Super Bowl is yours. It is yep. yours. And you decide to drop back and fucking throw it. And not just throw it, but throw a slant pattern. Now again, and was that Harry? Did, did they ever decide? Did anybody come out and say, Yeah, did he say he made the call, he changed the call on the field, or was it was that Pete Carroll? 
being uh, stupid. There were rumors that like the offensive coordinator had called run and that Pete Carroll was like, no, but no, apparently they were all behind it. Like everybody, the offensive coordinator, everybody's, I mean, even if it was changed, I, I think they'd all stand behind each other. Mm. So it could have been, who knows? But anyway, they, they had the chance and they, they threw it and they threw it. The problem I have with it is, so it's a pass play, right? You're mm. going to throw a pass play. I could get the rationale of it. You have like two, th- what, what, three downs. Yeah, it was second down. Yeah. They were coming up on second down. So they had three downs to get in. Sure, why not throw it on the first one to see if you can get it in on a pass? But don't run a slant pattern when the middle of the field is covered. Oh, yeah, totally congested with guys. Covered. You run a slant pattern where the guy goes and it walks right towards them. And I'll grant you, I watched the replay, and it was a hell of an interception. Like, honestly, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility, but it's just like, why why even fuck with it at that point? Like, I'm sorry, it still goes back to, you have Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. He's just run for, he just rattled off five yards against them. You have Marshawn Lynch. See, the rumor I had heard was that um, they didn't want Marshawn Lynch to run, to, to win the MVP. Uh, they didn't want him to win the MVP of the NFL, and that uh, they were going to let Russell Wilson win it, and that's why I threw it, which I don't believe that either, but that that to me is a more plausible one than, than the offense. I mean, I guess just as plausible as the offensive coordinator wanted to go the way, but still, it's just sad, and it made me sad on many levels because I, as much as I, I do not care for Voldemort and his squawksness of the squawking seahawkness because the 12th man is an excellent thing but my god the 12th man doesn't know when to shut its mouth like you're just like god 12th man enough enough with your talking of your seahawk the only thing more annoying than the 12th man would be would be bostonites (laughs) no who cares if the balls were deflated they won that's all that matters yeah it all mattered to you peter griffin seriously (laughs) bunch of overweight retarded loudmouths but that's not how I really feel about the fucking Patriots. Is that what grinds your gears? Brian? That's what grinds my gears. The Patriots fandom. I'm sorry. They literally the minute the Seahawks and the Patriots were in the Super Bowl, I was like, this is just going to be unbearable on social media. <laughs> you are going to get nothing but Seahawks fans and Patriots fans going at each you other. You know what though? For hours. The cream days. The cream rose to the top with that scenario though, because you had Star Lord and Captain America making that awesome Super Bowl bet. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I, you know, and I, and I guess they sure. both actually, I think they decided they're both going to do it anyway, which kind of you know needs to happen. But I guess, yeah, I don't know. I just I knew that it was going to be two loud fandoms, and I will give I will give the Seahawks fans this as much as I just slammed Seahawks fans. Y'all are taking the loss pretty well, you know. They're they're mostly as far as I've seen, they're like, well, next year, which is easy to say when you have a young team. I suppose if the Patriots fans had lost, they'd be like. This is it. We're screwed because Brady's old. Belichick's w- older. I will say yeah, I've seen with when the Bears when the Bears royally fuck up, which happens a lot. Mm. You know, I I get grumpy. I get angry. I don't, I don't really want to joke about it, talk about it or anything for a little while. I just want to right just with myself. your sadness. Yeah. But that's after, a Chicago thing. After the Super Bowl, I I I noticed a lot of Seattle fans. You know, they were they were already making they're already making their jokes about making the decision to pass instead of running it. Oh yeah, and it was just kind of it was cool because it wasn't a lot of there weren't excuses made. They it was like all of them were like, yeah, we fucked up. And yeah, we're gonna make fun of the team now for it, but it wasn't like I'm never rooting for them again. It was I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird way to handle a loss. Right. No, they they take it well because they don't know any better yet. <laughs> they they experienced. If you've been a Seahawks fan since the inception of the team, then you went through like two decades worth of being the shittiest team in the NFL. 
for a long time. Oh, I saw something <clears throat> actually that said that awful moment when you when you realize that your recent Super Bowl victory still makes you have two less than the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the Seahawks fans are new to this winning shit thing. Right. Whereas Bears fans have actually won things in the past. And the bitter pill to swallow is knowing that you have been there and you have won there Super Bowls. There are not a lot of fans alive today that remember that, though. Right. And that's why it's such a pain in the ass. Like, give the Seahawks time. Like, give it some time. They'll trade. Let them let trade away Russell Wilson at the peak of his career. Like, in three, three, four seasons when he's, like, winning MVPs, they'll trade him for, like, a busted draft pick and some, like, veteran that, like, completely falls apart the minute they acquire him. And and then, like, 20 years from now, see how Seahawks, Seattle is. I guarantee you they'll be bitter and cranky and, like, ah, the Seahawks are going to lose again. Fuck. You know, like, just that's what Bears fans are at this point. Mm-hmm. Because last, t- last Super Bowl win was when? It was the 85 Bears. 85 Bears. Been waiting since then. It's worse when you win and then you never go back. Right. That's worse. Like if you win one and you just be like, hey, we just hey, we won. We went back in 2006. We just didn't. Right, didn't win it. So yeah. Doesn't count. I mean, the Cubs have been in the playoffs. In the playoffs, Since yeah. 1901. One. But, you know, they haven't won anything. <laughs> you know, so that's that's the sadness that is that is Chicago fans. And, I, you know, I, I understand that sadness. As a Blazers fan, when the last time we won anything was 1977. We still got the Blackhawks and the Bulls. No one cares about hockey. Actually, more and more people seem to. That's true. It's it growing. Actually, it's on an upswing, which it's I like. Growing. Well, I'll tell you why it's growing. It's because uh, for a long time, I think teams in smaller markets were winning the title. Like the Canucks were winning it or something uh, a while back. And then you got your now, Boston like, and Chicago. Right, now the Kings have won it, so oh, everyone yeah. in L.A. is suddenly like, well, the Lakers suck. Oh, sorry, I don't know why the Lakers Why the L.A. people? Sorry, I will speak like an Angelino now. Well, the Lakers suck, and uh, the Dodgers can't seem to win, and so uh, we just go with, uh, hey, the Kings are winning. Hey, hey, go Kings. You know, suddenly they're fucking hockey fans. That's how L.A. works. You have a million. That's why they need the NFL back here. I'm going to do it. I have to call you on the fact that when you said I'm going to speak like an Angelino, I thought you were going to go with the basic Valley Girl type of uh, douchebag voice. (laughs) There are many varieties. You Hispanic. Well, there are more. I think there are more Hispanic. When I go to Dodgers games, I mostly hear this: "Him at camp, you suck ass, yo. Get out, Holmes." Like I hear that a lot, which is, which is fine. But then you go to that's a late. That's just your wife, though. That is just my wife. That's just how he talks uh, <laughs> when we go to a Dodgers game. But then you go to like a Lakers or Clippers game, you do hear, "Oh my God, look at this selfie I just took of me drinking my Evian water." Did we score? Yay! <laughs> you know, that's how, yeah. And Kings games I've never been to, but I imagine it's a lot of just a mix of that. Because, uh, you know, that's just how that goes. But yeah, Lakers games, I think you get more inside. It's indoors. They don't have to go out in the sun. Not <laughs> cool. Or, you know, get a tan. That's fine, but I'm going to the beach for that. I'm not going to the Dodgers game. Right. So Dodgers games tend to be more, like, it's a wide variety of Dodgers games, but largely it's Latinos. Which is fun for me, I gotta say, because you get like entire families of like twenty people in front of you, and like you're just like, wow, this is this is awesome. So you know, <laughs> they're very, they're very actually, and they're very accommodating. Uh, Dodger Stadium gets a bad rep because uh, we paralyzed a guy a few years ago. Um, we had some shitty fans that uh, beat up a Giants fan from San Francisco until he was literally, he was put in a wheelchair over it, and it was bad. That was bad. That was not good. That was bad. But that's the one incident. Um, that's enough. 
It is kind of enough. Dodgers fans have a bad rep, but we don't. They don't all deserve it. Having been in Dodger Stadium, there are douchebags. We have many. You cannot sit in a stadium, of, uh, a section of Dodger Stadium, without getting at least one guy screaming drunkenly at the field. But I bet you, if you go to Chicago or Atlanta or anywhere, you you get at least one drunken asswad. So it's like a thing. It's I not th- like a I football. Think that's game. everywhere. I I went no. to uh, I saw a game at Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. and it was the same. I mean, Grant, New York, so it's gonna be that. It's way. New York. They got but a rep. But you know, it was it's it's the same sort of thing. It's you know, where, I mean, not Wrigley Field. That's like kind of like heaven on earth. Everybody's nice. Everybody gets along. I would go to Chicago just to go to Wrigley Field because it is literally one of like the best historic, most mm-hmm. beautiful fields out there. And yeah, I did home of the best team in the uh, <laughs> MLB. Sure. <laughs> God, uh, you know, what? I'm just gonna take one second to talk about the Cubs, and this is as much as I will probably say because we are coming up. I'm I'm a big baseball fan, and I follow. The, um, oh, God, we are coming up on uh, spring, spring training, training stuff, end yeah. of this month. I'm super excited. I literally was trying to figure out how to get over to Arizona next month to watch Dodgers spring training because I can't wait until April. It's too far away. I need baseball. I've been watching football and soccer and, and ba- ba- basketball, and it's just like, ugh, come on. I need a game that's more slowly paced and <laughs> pleasant to watch. But anyway, uh, the Cubs have literally the best farm system. But the problem is they keep trading them away. Yes. It's like, what the hell, Cubs? You pick. draft great. You pick great guys. You acquire great prospects. Literally, out of the top ten prospects in the minor leagues, four of them are Cubs. I have a theory. I think that the Cubs are actually run by a, uh, a day trader on the stock market. <laughs> and they, they don't get the concept of anything being a long-term investment. So they get all these things, and they're like, that's a great return. Look at this guy we just picked up. He's doing great. Get rid of him. Let's immediately trade him for a has-been veteran that's going to fall <laughs> apart the minute he gets here. Sweet. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the Cubs, if they just let shit go, if they just let themselves go for, like, three years, they'll be the best team in the major league. They'll have the most all-stars in the, in the major leagues. But it won't happen because – some weird curse because <laughs> Chicago dogs are so delicious. God had to balance it out somehow. So it's he's like, you goat, know what, man, your hot dogs will be delicious, it's but your goat. sports teams will forever be disappointing except for the Bulls. Never, ever, ever tell an old man he can't bring his goat to the game anymore. Oh, yeah. You know that, right? That's I, I remember this story. Yeah. You might want to inform our listeners because they think we're insane. Oh, well, short version is there was, there was a, a longtime Cubs fan, and he'd go to the games, and he always bring his goat, and then one day – I don't remember the reasoning, but one day they changed the rules and they said you can't bring the goat in, and they have not won anything since. And it's the curse of the goat. Yep. And they, you know, you got to be nice to your four-legged uh, friends. And just to be clear here, <coughs> as long as we're educating you, the last time the Chicago Cubs won a World Series, the Ottoman Empire was a thing. That's like over a hundred years. Yep. A century has passed yeah. since the Cubs won a World Series. It's the longest yeah. drought of a title in Steroids sports. didn't necessarily exist the yeah. last time they won. The last time they won, Hitler was in his teens. Wow. That's how long ago it was. We've gotten off topic from the from the Super Bowl here, but you mentioned, I want to get back to the Super Bowl, but first you, you talked about the Bears. Yes. And, we, and I mean, even talking about how the, the Cubs, you know, you think if they could just leave their shit alone for a few years, sure, they'd be good. I think we're in agreement that the, the, the Bears – made a good call in getting a new coach and GM, so at least going the right way. Yes, they are headed in the right direction. Great new coach, too. John Fox, he mm. was the coach of the Denver Broncos. I don't know why the Broncos fired him. They were literally having great seasons. They made the playoffs a whole bunch, and they're like, yeah, we didn't win a title. Screw you. Get out. And I'm like, you went to the Super Bowl last year, and you made the playoffs this year, and you're firing him? 
Uh, so I think that I think the Bears are actually going to have at least a good coach. I don't know. Kyle Orton was supposedly good when he came over as well. And yeah, that's true. You guys do seem to get shit from Denver. <laughs> it doesn't work out. <laughs> so the minute it touches down in Chicago, it suddenly goes idiotic or something. I don't know. Yeah, because Jay Cutler came from Denver too. And so did Brandon Marshall. You literally have a pipeline set up to Denver that brings you NFL things to Chicago, and then they don't work out. So maybe I'm wrong about the coach, but I he did great in Denver. Yeah. So maybe. your guy's got a new coach. Yes, or he has a great name too, Tom Sula. Coach Tom Sula. Coach Tom Sula. That is He's his. He's the name. new coach of the San Francisco 49ers. That's true. I like the, I like the minor 49er bit. Yes. There's totally. gold in them hills. It, the, we that's. That is how I wish every game were announced. <laughs> I wish they get an old prospector into just and he throws the ball and who it's a touchdown. Yay! <laughs> like it just that'd be awesome if right? that was our. That they was might our they might even have some fans if they did that. Yeah, they might because all the fans right now are probably moving off to go be Seahawks fans. Very true. Ah, bandwagoners. But anyway, I jumped on the bandwagon for the Super Bowl, but then I jumped back off. I'm back on the Niner bandwagon, and I'm sure we'll be terrible next year. Whatever. So, who do you think though is going to be? Do you think we're going to be seeing the same teams next year in the in the running, or who do you, who do you think is going to mm. be the biggest surprise? Biggest, biggest new surprise. Uh, I think it's going to happen out east. No team in the west is really. They're all going to stay pretty much the How same. How far east? I'm thinking it's either going to. I'll tell you this much. I think the Dolphins are on the cusp of actually getting just finally making the playoffs and being legit. They had a good quarterback. They have a good year. They get a nice draft pick. Make some nice free agent pickups. They're close. They're really close. Uh. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have all the talent in the world, and whether they can turn it around or not, I don't know. Lovey Smith, former what Chicago about, coach. What about Dallas? I think Dallas is still going to be in the mix, yeah. Uh, they have all the pieces to be there. So, I mean, they made the playoffs. They did a, they just couldn't quite get there. Here's the one I'm wondering about. Mm. St. Louis Rams. Well, they need a quarterback, that's for sure. Right, but they came on super strong at the second half of the season. It was a little, it was like too little, too late. Yeah. But they they went on what was it a five or six game win streak? The Rams' biggest problem is their division. They're in the same division as the Arizona Cardinals, who are pretty freaking legit. Mm. They got the Niners now, and the Niners aren't so great. So maybe they'll move up one spot. Then they have the Seahawks. So you have to play at right. least you have to play the Cardinals twice a year and the Seahawks twice a year. And the Niners, which are probably about level with the Rams twice a year, it's just a tough division to be good in. So, I mean, th you're right. They do. They had a great – I mean, as long as they – if they could move out of that division, they'd probably win a lot more games. But they're assured of at least four losses every season <laughs> until they get better than one of those two teams. So right. that's tricky. Uh, I would love to see the Jets turn it around because I dislike Rex Ryan so much, and he is yeah. not their coach anymore. I, could I would for love the for the now. new guy to come in and just absolutely like, take him to the playoffs. I'd be like, that'd be – Where did Ryan I, end up again? He is in Buffalo, who are going to be terrible right. next year. That's He's right. calling right now. They don't have a quarterback. They just uh, hired Rex Ryan, who has coached the Jets horribly for the past five years. I wonder what my dad's going to what he's going to do. He's a, he's a Buffalo fan. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I just don't think they're going to be very good. No, nah, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah, he's got enough sense to hate Rex Ryan. So I wonder. It could be an interesting fall. It could. No, they the 49ers talked to Rex Ryan. I was like, don't you dare. I will go north to Seattle. I will, <laughs> I will finish the move. I will not get off the bandwagon. I will wear the hat and jump on. Yeah, I will 12th man my way up there if you can hire Rex Ryan. They didn't, though. They hired Mr. Tom Sula. The biggest thing, though, we need to talk about, obviously, was the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that... The other aspects of the, the Super Bowl? The other aspects of the Super Bowl. I mean, that are not football the reason, related. The reason that people probably listen to this show is yeah, we've talked enough about football. Let's talk about... There was some really, there was a couple of really great showings. Um, 
Uh, I'm talking about Katy Perry's boobs. <laughs> I like that you could never just say Katy Perry. It has to involve. She her did breasts. okay too, but I mean, they're they're very nice breasts. They are. They're excellent breasts. She certainly is a talented young lady who is also well endowed in the chest if area. If Pepsi was smart, they would have actually put like Pepsi logos on there instead of the beach ball thing she had on. That's probably. I'm sure they attempted it, but she was like, "No, I'm not an object. I'm a person." I doubt it. Maybe I don't know. Uh, she's one we'll of, have to she's ask one of her famous Shark. songs is "I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It." Yes, I'm sure she's not, and she's she's performed with wearing uh, wearing uh, wardrobe pieces that shoot sparks out of her boobs. Oh yeah, I suppose. She, well, I mean, she's got to be aware that she's like you know, she's definitely not wearing not plunging necklines. Though the first outfit she wore, there was there was no neck. I was, was no cleavage. very disappointed. Yeah, and then there was cleavage in the second. So I was, I was like, oh, very happy. Uh, also, I want to bring up the fact that when she did, I kissed a girl. She sang out with Lenny Kravitz, which I think they were like, hey, don't worry, conservative America. See, there's a guy singing with her, so they're both kissing girls and liking it. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, because if there's anything that's going to really get conservative America on board, it's having a black half Jewish man up there. So That'll do it. While yeah. she while she. Yeah, she rubs her butt on him and 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 makes all sorts of interesting faces. I kissed down a girl. That's all you got to do to appease conservative America. <laughs> just put Lenny Kravitz on it, and then but then also the uh, see they also got the uh, um, the the other crowd too the the liberal crowd by being like, look, we performed. I kissed a girl. See, we didn't. It's true. We didn't wuss out on it. And then we randomly had Missy Elliott. Yeah, that was awesome. I I did not expect her, but I was glad she was there. Katy Perry did do probably along with Taylor Swift. Taylor Perry and Cater. Did I just wow? <laughs> Whoa! Taylor Perry and Katie a, Swift. You just created a demon. I did. Worse than Carrie Underwood. Uh, I don't know how I did that. Go brain. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, those two white girls need to have a white girl dance off because Katy Perry's white girl dancing during Missy Elliott's was like <laughs> it was like, hey, we're a African American dance crew here to kick ass and take names, and we got this white girl here who's just gonna kind of wander around the stage. She's the hype man. She's the hype man. <laughs> the first white girl hype man in the world. And nice last. job. Yeah, probably the last, but but yeah, I was happy that Missy Elliott Randler showed up and got to do like a ton of songs, so go <laughs> her. But the design of that halftime show was phenomenal. Oh, though. it's fantastic. Like no matter what you think about the music and anything, and I and we've talked about this, I I'll admit I actually dig you know, Katy Perry's songs. Yeah, their songs are great. Love them. Uh but the the music and everything aside and, and, and even the wardrobe and everything aside and the people aside, it that, that stage setup. From coming in on the giant lion oh, yeah. to just everything with the floor. The floor was awesome. It was insane. Well done. I Katy Perry always has a good sensibility. Like I mm. actually dig almost all of her music videos. They always have like great production style and like the 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 way she presents her her brand, I guess, is awesome. And that Super Bowl show totally lived up to it. Yeah, the floor was awesome. Uh the, the giant tiger thing with Roar, I was like, I did not see that coming. Yeah. It so, was cool. Uh, well done. And then Left shark. And then left and all shark. his sharky and palm tree buddies. Yeah, and we're talking about you, buddy. Talking about you, buddy. We're talking about you. Oh, he's wagging his tail. He, that's yeah. his fin. Oh, fin, tail, whatever, yeah, same thing. Anyway, geez. yeah, no, uh, left shark. I guess it's a tail. Left shark really. Is that a tail, lefty? Uh, he's nodding. It's a tail. It's a tail. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you really, I really dig that he went his own way. That's why I liked him. Mm. Other sharks were dancing the way they were told to choreograph. And right? left shark was like, no, I am an individual. Right. And I'm going to show you. And it was awesome. I was, was really happy about that. Good job, Left Shark. Yeah. And that's why we caged him. That's <laughs> 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 a big cage. It's a mobile cage. It's more of an aquarium, really. He's yeah. got a lot of room in there, and we put yeah. castles and stuff. And we should put water in it. Mm. Does he breathe water? Do you like want some water? He said no. Oh, no, he's good. 
I'm cool. gonna make him a little diver guy out of Cheetos, though. Yeah, that'd be Put like that. Oh, he wants Pepsi. Oh, we're gonna fill it with Pepsi. Okay, you know, we can do that. All That's right, pretty awesome. All right. God, the Pepsi budget in this studio is gonna be insane. So we need to get some sponsorship up in this right bridge. by Pepsi or right. Cheetos, Pepsi or, Katie or Coke, boobs. whatever. I don't care. Some dark formed soda. RC Cola. Call us. We're filling. She's getting tanks. angry. Okay, fine. No yeah. RC Cola. Throw yeah, no RC Cola. Don't say that. You ever drank RC Cola? Yeah. I actually don't mind it. It's really like it. It's basically like someone was like, you know what? This Coke doesn't have enough sugar. Yeah. I need more. Thump. They just dump more sugar in it. Pretty much the same thing. Do you remember Jolt? I do. Uh, they still sell Jolt at like um, like uh, Bevmo, which is like a giant like. It's Bevmo like a liquor. Has Jolt. Bevmo has Jolt. Yeah. Wow. You know what they do? They don't have Surge. I miss Surge. Surge yeah. was like, Surge hey, is, Mountain is Mountain Dew not you know enough for you? Try Surge. So I drank a lot of Surge in my younger years, which uh, probably I have fat cells in my body that will never leave thanks to Surge. Yep. But whatever. I used to, God, I was such a weird kid. I used to ride my bike down to the general store. It was actually Casey's General Store, which is a gas nice. station. And the, all their commercials they run say were famous for pizza. I didn't know they made fucking pizza for the longest time. They're famous for being a gas station. But um, they, I as a kid, I remember uh, I'd ride my bike down with my buddy, and we would get Surge, mm. Jolt Cola, which, sorry, Mom, I'm apologizing now because I know you you're hearing I was this. I'm literally like, how did your mother oh, let that happen? Jolt was not allowed. That was like when I found out they had it, it was like, oh, cool. But also to make, you know, to, to hit the trifecta. Some kids buy cigarettes uh, <laughs> and then hide them from their parents. <laughs> Stuff about Jolt Cola and yeah. like, oh, I'm going to drink it behind a bush. Oh, Actually, uh, to complete the trifecta, we got the French vanilla cappuccinos from the cappuccino machine. Jesus. So <laughs> we pretty much would go out at one point in the morning and we just wouldn't come back till like Wednesday. Because you were furiously riding your bike, yeah, around, yeah, they're like, high on remember, crack. Remember Back to the Future when when the DeLorean, whenever the DeLorean would actually disappear in through time, and it was just those streaks of fire. Yeah, those are my bike tracks. I, I picture you more as the kid who biked so hard his bike went up in the sky, and you're like ET. Yeah, it was Elliot. Yeah, that yeah, that could easily happen. I did this. I used to bike down to the corner market in uh, the big La Grande <laughs> uh, when I lived there, and but I would get Charleston shoes because they were super cheap. Oh, and I remember huge. those. You could get a ton of candy for, like, not much. Yeah, it tasted like uh, awfulness, but whatever. You got a lot more candy for your price. Oh, yeah. Them and big hunks, which I didn't like because my teeth were And it took forever to chew through them, so it was like yeah. you got more Charles candy and, was and much more time. Better. Yeah, Charles and Chew was much better. But anyway, that's my magical childhood story. I, I did not buy Jolt Cola until I was into high school. Drank a lot of Jolt and Surge in high school. That was where I did my high school uh Instead of doing drugs in high school, <laughs> you did Joel Cola. I did Joel Cola. See, and I was just, I was just, I was ahead of my time. I was doing it when I was in junior high and younger. So. There you go. Yeah, we got to talk about the commercials. Speaking right? of, yeah, the uh, the products. Since, that yeah, we've since we've just done a whole shit ton of products, oh, so a promotion for right? uh, forgotten sodas. Um, <laughs> how about commercials? The commercials were interesting. I'm torn on the commercials because on one hand, it seems like they're being more like socially conscious, which is nice. No, it's not nice. Like it's not nice. I I refuse to accept that that's an okay thing to do with this in this medium because yes, we need to, we need people and and even companies to be socially conscious. That's fine. Sure. The Super Bowl commercials should be funny and entertaining. That is what they're supposed to be. What we had was a bunch of companies making random ass PR statements that weren't even sometimes related remotely to the industry they were involved in. It's true. And it was just it got to the point of. I can't remember which one of us made the comment that, you know, it's great that we're 
aware of some of these people that lost their limbs and still did great things. That's fine. That's fine. I don't know why that's a Super Bowl commercial. It landed with Tyrrell. Like, like the one I didn't mind so much was the the one. Uh, well, okay, I'll just say is the tampon ad, which had nothing to do with tampons. Oh, the like a girl and everything. The like a girl thing. I was like, that's fine, whatever, sure. Though I will say, I thought it was ironic that they're like, she doesn't throw like a girl, and then they show two girls that totally threw like girls. <laughs> uh, and I know they get like, why not get that one little girl that was in like the Little League World Series mm. who totally throws badass? Like, get her on there and have her throw. Uh, Weird. Anyway, but I didn't mind that one. I was like, all right, fine, cool, sure. Go, ladies, get them. Uh, don't know what it has to do with tampons, but fine. You're aware, raising awareness. But the one I didn't really, like, the two, okay, two, that I was like, this just seems weird. The violence against women one, which I'm totally against violence against women, but the ad just had, like, this weird tone that was just, it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, there was almost no hope to it. It was just, like, yeah. women are dying. Right. You can do nothing. And I'm like, okay, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. You know, I just felt <laughs> like crap afterwards, which I guess if you want to make me feel terrible. You didn't make me feel like I could do anything about it, though. Right. So it didn't. It wasn't an inspiring ad. That's what I, I didn't. You know, it was just like, hey, you should feel like shit because women are getting beaten. I'm like, I already do. I don't like it. But I want to uh, hear, hear what the other one was. I'm curious. The other one was the I dead was, kid. Yeah. Come on. The dead oh kid. Thing. That was just not even a good ad. No. It wasn't inspiring. It wasn't good. It was like and <laughs> it was just. I'm going to hate to say this out loud. I kind of chuckled. I was like, this is almost, <laughs> like, I don't think dead kids are awful. It's sad and it's sad, but come on. We should on. really get rid of them. Like, I just was like, like the one with the TV, somebody online photoshopped two little feet sticking out from under the flat screen TV into it. And I was just like, that's kind of <laughs> like, it was just, I laughed and I felt bad about laughing, but I laughed. <sighs> And it was just like, and then at the end to be like prudential or what was the comment? Was it prudential? Uh, it was it nationwide. Was, it was nationwide. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered that it was an insurance company because I was sitting here going, I don't even know what they were selling at that point. Right. There it's were like, several of them that were like, what was that for? What are you selling me? Like, d we'll make your kid not die? Or if your kid dies, we'll pay you? Like, what are you selling? Yeah. Kid insurance. It's a new thing we sell. If your kid dies, we pay you to have another <laughs> one. Like, what? That's so wrong. One model year newer. <laughs> And that was the other <laughs> thing I saw on message board was people were making up uh, nationwide. Your kid has died. Like they were just oh making no. up a theme song. They were so wrong. But I was just like, but that's like it. Like like you're a company that has previously done like goofy insurance ads, and all of a sudden with your Super Bowl time, you choose to make an aimless, pointless ad about children dying. That's like what. Are you gonna stop kids from dying nationwide? Is that what you just promised? Because you see cannot. That That's a great service. That is just like if you have nationwide insurance, your kid won't die. Like you, what? Your child will be immortal until the age of eighteen. Until the age of eighteen, when all void like, were prohibited. A whole bunch of like lawyer stuff at the end. It's yeah. all my time. We are not responsible. Blah blah blah. It's just <laughs> like it made no sense. That was the worst one of the bunch. That was like like I didn't get it. That one was the worst. Bad parenting will void the warranty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bad if you're a bad parent, you'll void the warranty. Do not allow your children to drink cola. Attaching, attaching rockets to your kids in landscapes will void warranty. Like, <laughs> like it just was <laughs> like, and that's like the random images they had, like the TV over, but with like, did it, did, is there like a thing where like kids are having flat screens fall out of? <laughs> is that like a I problem? I could see it happening. It now. could. And if it is, Jesus, I'm terrified, but yeah. I just, I never just heard of that problem. Just don't have a kid until you get tired of your TV. No, no, no. So I, I, that one was the worst. Um, and you're right. They did not have very many funny ads. No, I mean, I think there was two Doritos ads, uh, one of which was pretty funny, I think. The um, one where they kind of ripped off the turn down for what video was cool. The Mountain oh Dew well. one, yeah. That was a Mountain Dew ad, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a Mountain Dew Kickstarter ad. That was that was cool. Uh, I, I 
I personally like that one because a, a friend of mine, uh, she's a stunt performer. She was actually the dancing dog in that ad. That so ad that was, was cool. Speaking with the dancing dog, even like that ad was creepy enough to be funny and worked for me. Right. Yeah, it's just which is pretty much the tone of turned down for what the video. If you haven't seen it yet. The tone of the video is this is so creepy, it's actually funny. You know what it was also? It was lu- I don't know if it was smart or lucky, but it was good placement because it happened early in the Super Bowl before we yeah. saw some of the what the fuck ads. Before you got around about. to dead kids. Right? Uh, oh. I feel like that one, I feel like that Kickstart ad, if it had, if it had aired after our brains had already been kind of melted by some of the weird shit we were seeing, we would have been like, what is wrong with the Super Bowl this right. year? Going early was probably, it's always like, I've noticed like usually the early ads are the funny ones and they're always the best ones. Mm. Um, sorry, you reminded me. Uh, with the 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 dead kids ad, uh, mm-hmm. one of the memes that emerged was uh, uh, oh god, I'm trying to remember. It's just a meme of the 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 kid, the picture of the kid that's in it. But they were right, like, um, I would have known to pass, but I died. Yes, I <laughs> like saw that just, one. I like all of a sudden, one. there's like all over the place, like all these. I would have something something, but I'm dead. And yep. I was just like, I would again. Ha- you feel bad for ball, laughing. I would have handed the ball to Lynch. But I died. But I died. Yeah. No, it's like literally thanks nationwide. Dead baby jokes are all over the place now. Thanks to you. Oh, that's right. So I haven't heard dead baby jokes in so right? long. Right. They're all nice. over the place it's again. Nice it's like thanks nationwide. It was really like the worst ad campaign they could have pushed. Uh, but but no, I agree. Like that one. I literally can't think of another ad that I found that funny during the Super Bowl. No. Other, not sorry. Not the dead kid one was funny. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. I said that one was awful. But the the Mountain Dew one. Uh, that was it. Right. That's the only one I remember. Other than the ones that horrified me, and I mean, and I remember the Pepsi and the Coke guy fighting over the over the Pepsi, and and you had the Dorito Warrior guy. Remember the Dorito Samurai Warrior in the gym? Oh yeah. I mean, you had some great ads, and there were years where, for a while, TBS was making their bread and butter off of it because what they would do uh, a few weeks after that is they would do like best commercials and da da da. da. And now, if they ever do any t- like world's finest commercials, they're all from other countries now. It's true. The United States makes maybe one or two funny commercials a year. Yeah. The rest of the time, people are like, oh, man, let me, you know, do the Budweiser ad with a lost puppy. Right. And I'm like, okay. I was fine with that ad up until the wolf. That's when they just went too far. <laughs> It'd be like if you were, like, making an ad with, like, oh, there's this cute puppy, and he's trying to go, and then a wolf's going to fucking kill him. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just... <laughs> This is too much. I need a Miller Lite <laughs> to calm down from I this. Got, I got that the puppy was lost and in jeopardy. You didn't need to up the stakes. You know? <laughs> like I already get it. Puppy's in trouble. Don't need a wolf to attack him and horses to defend him. The horses can just go out and find the puppy or something. That'd be fine. But yeah, that was... I mean, I guess the marketing works because you remember the ads. I definitely remember that nationwide your kid might die. You know, like <laughs> I remember that now. So good job, but, I guess. But, but is it going to... Are you remembering it in a way that when it comes time to buy a service or a good you're gonna want to spend your money with that company no see companies haven't figured this out yet i care about your price and your service yep i honestly do most of my shopping these days on yelp i will go look what other people have said about you you're maybe not so much your yelp rating but ratings matter to me yeah on like 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 if i'm looking at i want a new internet service provider because mine sucks I will go and look and be like, oh, wow, these companies are getting like one and two star reviews and people are saying their customer service is a joke. I don't want to sign with that company. Whereas you read reviews on like Google Fiber, you're like, I want that. That right. is the thing I want. Unfortunately, it's not here. But unfortunately, it's not available. Yeah. I want what I can't have. Right. But yeah, I definitely, w- I'm definitely, I really don't make that many 
decisions off of commercials, like off of particularly big products. I don't understand car commercials. For starters, A, they're the most generic, boring things ever, they are. usually. They like, are. There were tons of car commercials the in the Super The blue pill Bowl. one was the only one that I've heard people say they liked. Which one? The blue pill for the Fiat. See, I don't even remember. The guy it. trying to take Viagra and he drops it out the window and it makes oh, the car yeah. pump up. There were good production values in it. Had kind of a catchy little. Yeah, I didn't remember it though. But uh, yeah, most car commercials are like, you need to drive a Lexus because chicks dig Lexuses. Or Matthew McConaughey is going to talk to you about all right, Lincolns all right, for a all while. Right. But not actually about Lincolns. Nah, <laughs> like it's just, never talk like about Car commercials are either the most out there crazy damn thing that makes no sense. Or they're the most boring thing. Right. But I don't understand how that would affect, like, like the car commercial doesn't tell you, this car gets blah per, per gallon, or this car is rated highly. I mean, they do tell you that, but it's always some BS that you know is like, like, we're rated amazingly in uh, Lexus Magazine. <laughs> Lexus <laughs> Magazine says the best car to buy is a Lexus. Mr. Lexus says he loves his Lexus. Yeah. Oh, can, I, I got to talk about this with ads. In general, Super Bowl ads. And everything. Can we be done? With the fake hidden camera, hidden camera crap, enough Bud Light. I'm not buying that you got those camera angles off a GoPro, right? In a bar, with right. guy. That was the most staged thing I've ever well, they seen. They all are. The the what was, was it? Jack Jack in the Box had the burger. Jack in the Box one? had a burger one staged. Yeah. Um. There's the one I see all the time on Hulu. That's like some Bertoli instant pasta thing where some ladies in the store and she's like. She picks the Bertoli pasta and up and bloop. It's like, look, there's a whole bunch of people, Italian stereotypes. Oh, yeah. And they're going to throw Italian. There's a cook at your house that's going to cook the Bertoli food for you. And you and your old retired husband are going to have a fantastic fake trip to Italy. And it's like, no, it's all bullshit. (laughs) It's not. It was all planned. There's no. Yeah. It just go away. I know you're not doing what you say you're doing, Bud Light. So take your fake ass ad campaign and go home. Tired of it. Yeah, it's it, it it is one of those things where it's not only you mentioned the camera angles. The camera angles are always too perfect to be a hidden camera thing. The lighting, the lighting, and the people. I'm sorry, but yeah. the, the Jack in the Box one, it was nothing but people that you would hire to be model actors. Yeah, it's like Abercrombie and Fitch models. Oh man, I just stuff my face with cheesy burritos all the time. I love them. If you want to make <laughs> one of those real, get some real looking people. Get not, get not, a neck beard. Yeah, in there. You know, I got a neck beard. I'm a little chunky. Get me in there. Right. I eat Jack in the Box occasionally. Uh, everyone that looks like you does, but yeah. they don't want people that they don't look want people like that look like people. Me. Yeah, they want sexy people because if you go to Jack in the Box, you must be hot. No, I'm in there. Yeah, the yeah. only hot people in there are drunk, and there's nowhere else open. That's true. <laughs> the only reason someone hot is at Jack in the Box. So if you get me a boozed up hot chick to eat Jack in the Box, I'll believe you, Jack in the Box. And here's the thing: they even Jack in the Box. They don't need to go with hidden cameras. They're usually their commercials are actually funny, not even on Super Bowl. Yeah. The Jack in the Box commercials are usually funny. And yep. they've and they've started catering to the fact that they know people get high and eat Jack in the Box in the middle of the night yep. with their, Those are great with their munchy meals. I dug them. So I don't get why certain ad companies like car companies, like like you know, like the hidden cameras and like the nationwide going with your kid'll die thing. Mm. Why swerve into into such weird territory that you don't need to? Yeah. I don't know what you're expecting to get out of it. Or maybe it's literally just they literally think if we disturb people, they'll remember our product. Maybe. It's like a pop product memory thing. You will not soon forget nationwide your kid will die. Yeah. Speaking of kids dying, mm. there's been some issues going on, though. Switching to a little bit of a darker note. <laughs> a darker note than sure. kids dying. On a more serious side of it, 
the the vaccinated measles are popping up again apparently nationwide will avoid your work if you do not vaccinate yeah (laughs) (laughs) being an anti-vaxxer avoids all policies yeah so yeah no i've seen that all over the place uh the because every once in a while just somebody pops out with some online idiotic article claiming that vaccines are causing autism or Mm. killing kids or whatever and they're not there's let's say this is this is a short controversy right here they're not right this is not happening uh and it's literally the most ridiculous and dangerous thing Right. Because you're not just putting your kid at risk. You're putting all the other kids around him at risk. I mean, they're vaccinated, so it helps. But at the same time, it's like... Well, it's not even kids, though. It's Now it's like our age and older. You know, you've got like... It's a mutated form of measles. It's not, yeah, it's getting, not what yeah. we were vaccinated against. Right, yeah. See, now I'm at risk to get measles and crap. So I'm like, thanks. And if, we, if we get it or, or people older than us, we're pretty much dead. There's not a lot you can do as you get older in life. Well, I think the thing that people think about is, oh, well, you're vaccinating against measles, but what? My kids gets chicken pox, so why would measles matter? It's the same thing. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. Measles, there's like uh, somebody ran a study, like one in a thousand cases, which you're right. Hey, that's pretty good odds. One in a thousand cases of measles causes brain swelling. Like the saddest story I've ever heard about non-vaccination was back in the 60s. Uh, Roald, Roald Dahl, is that how you say it? Roald Dahl. The guy that wrote Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And BFG. Right. His kid died of uh, a form of measles, measles encephalitis. And just the story about how he was reading her. She had measles. He took her to the hospital. She was getting better. He brought her home. And he was sitting there reading her a story. He's like, how do you feel, honey? And she said, I feel sleepy. Twelve hours later, she's dead. Because her brain had swollen and caused her to basically hemorrhage and die. That's what could happen to your kid. You have a one in a thousand chance of your kid dying from its brain, from its. <laughs> I'm talking about your child as an and, and I'd be your willing, brain dying. Because there's people out there who go, well, one in a thousand is pretty good odds. I, I'm willing to bet there are some anti-vaxxers out there that buy a lottery ticket or have at least bought one lottery ticket in their life. And the odds of that are way, or way, more, way yeah. worse than one in a thousand. So they're saying... <laughs> The yeah. chances out there I could win this lottery and be rich, but one in a thousand kids might they aren't vaccinated might die from this. That could never happen to me. Right. It's like me saying, hey, you know what we should do? We should cover your child in blood and then let him swim off a beach in South Africa where the most shark attacks happen in the world. You know, they got like a one in 5,000 chance of being eaten by a shark. You're going to take that bet? Like, no, <laughs> you wouldn't. You're an irresponsible parent if you do that. Guess what? You're an irresponsible parent if you don't vaccinate your child. Sorry. Yep. It's just... It's a thing. And well, I, and the know. fact, again, like we talked about, that it, that it can affect other people that don't get to have a say in your decision. You're now affecting the health and well-being of others that that did do what they needed to do, but because yeah. you're an idiot. Well, it, the thing is, like, if there was any sort of scientific backup to anything that they're saying, right? I would say if there was a if it was a shred of doubt, I'd say okay, sure, all right, fair enough, you know, for you to doubt. But it's the doubting for the sake of doubting. Right. Because at this point, science has proved that autism has no connection with vaccines. Mm. They've run thousands and thousands and thousands of tests run by scientists that spent years and years and years and years training in science and biology to figure this out. And you're denying them. You're literally going to an expert and saying, you don't know shit. I read an article once. I know everything about vaccinations. Right. And that's like an attitude that I just don't understand. Like, I get... Sure, you want to disagree with a film critic because they panned the <laughs> sequel to Dumb and Dumber? Sure, why not? Maybe you liked it. Fine, whatever. That you can have an opinion on. Mm. But if somebody went out and scientifically proved that Dumb and Dumber was a bad movie and you just sat there going, no, it's not. 
you're an idiot. Right. I'm sorry. You're not smart at that point. You, it's like uh, I saw this little cartoon that I just thought was great, and it's sort of on Is the it Garfield. It was Garfield. No, it nice. wasn't. It's this graphic designer coming up to his boss, and he says, uh, I finished the project, and the boss goes, that took you 30 minutes to do. Why should I pay you full price? And the guy goes, um, you should pay me full price because it took me 10 years to learn how to do this in 30 minutes. Right. And I just want to explain that to vaccinators. Yes, the doctor took 30 minutes to, to, to figure out that your child has, has measles or whatever or decide that your child should be vaccinated. But it took them 50 years to figure out how to invent a vaccine. It took them forever, right. hundreds of years to learn how to make a vaccine for your child so that it's safe. And you're basically going to them now and saying, you're wrong. And I'm just like, what the hell, you know? I saw, speaking of things I saw on the internet, I saw this thing, so it could totally be completely fake, because I did see it on the internet. But it, it could true. Also be on the internet is a mildly reliable source. Right. For, for right now. But it was this post from a doctor. I don't know if it was on his Facebook page or what, or if it was like a memo he sent out, but basically he's he was saying, if you, if you do not vaccinate your kids, mm. you will leave my practice. I will not have you on my, I will not, I will not serve you. I will not help oh, you. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and I will not have you endangering my other patients and their families by having your disease-ridden children in the in the waiting room because you refuse to do the con- uh, the conscionable thing. And he said that he would actually, like, he says, like, you know, I, I, file, I file all, like, whatever the kind of fo- report it is for negligent parenting and stuff. He's like, I know they won't do anything, but, you know, and I, I saw that and I was like, if this is real, kudos to that guy. I did see that. I saw the, uh, the. I think the note I saw basically said, "If you're, if you did not vaccinate your child, we will refuse you. We refuse to service, right? Because your kid is a danger to all the other kids here." Yep. Yeah, I saw that at, that that post. I, I think it's real. Uh, it didn't look photoshopped to me, and most of the people, I I have not heard anyone cite the actual name of the doctor, so I right. don't know. But it seems like something I would put up if I were a doctor. Makes sense, you know. If your kid is susceptible to diseases that shouldn't exist anymore like trying to eradicate it somebody ran uh, numbers that uh and the problem is it's not even just kids in the u.s so you're talking about kids in the u.s sure the problem is there are places in the world where they don't have access to vaccines right like africa is largely where it's at you cannot they're, they're trying to vaccinate all the kids in africa and they can't Mm-hmm. It's not like like some parent in Africa is like, oh, I don't want my kid to be right. protected from diseases. And that's, but that's not really. We're not talking about people that that are that are not having a choice in the matter. We're talking about the people that have it available to them. Right. But the and thing I'm saying is, to. you're choosing to let that disease exist in the world when we're trying to wipe it out. Right. You are literally going against being the solution yeah. at this point. We're it, trying to fix. And that's know. my that's my question. I was going to ask you is, what do you think on this as far as? I mean, should that be considered? Can we can we get to a point if we end up having more of these measles outbreaks that we've been having? Can you think we can get to a point where we'll be able to actually label that as criminal activity, and be able to force mm. people to get these or get out of the country? Like you can't live in this country and bring the disease here. You, if you want to live here, you have to, you know, just like you have to pay taxes, you have to do this and that. You have to get vaccinated or get out. They make me pay for insurance for my car. They force me to have that. I don't understand why you can't. Well, like, and now with I mean with Obamacare, they're, they you're forced to have health right, insurance. Right, health insurance. Penalty. Are you now for? Can we can we force parents to be like, look, you have to vaccinate your kid or or pay a penalty or something? Well, that's not really help, I guess. But nah, uh, I don't with, know if they ever get to a point. Line, I think it needs to be more than a penalty. It needs to be a force I, it to happen. I don't think we'd ever get to a point where you can take your kid away to where they're like you're abusing this child, even though technically you are. 
Like your kid doesn't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, he's what? What did they get vaccinated? Like two or three? Actually, I, really but haven't they taken kids away from families? Like th- some of the like, there's like religious certain religious groups that they don't believe in any Western medicine or whatever, so they won't like they're like children are like dying because they won't ever right. take them to a doctor. I have heard court cases. I don't know how they land usually. They they seem to be 50-50. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they do take the kid away and sometimes they don't. And they're like, well, your kid's going to die because you hate evolving. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, I just don't know. You know. I mean, it's like polio used to be a thing that debilitated your kid and made your kid's spine so that your kid could not walk. I thought that was a type of shirt with the little guy in the horse. There is also, those are polos. Oh, polos. sorry, sorry, sorry. Missing an eye in there. Gotcha. But, uh, yes, uh, polio used to be a disease. Used to be wrong. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, our president, suffered from polio. Mm. Couldn't walk because he had polio as a kid. You literally get the choice. <laughs> like, it'd be like me coming over to you and be like, you, let's say you have a kid. I come over to you and say, you, would you like your kid to be able to walk or not? <laughs> and you literally have to be the type of person that's like, you know, I think I want him not to be able to walk. I think that's the choice I want to go with. I'm going to choose not walking. You literally can protect your child from this debilitating disease with a shot. A shot that is harmless and full of nothing that will hurt them. Yep. It's it's because uh, somebody actually broke this down. There's a lot of scary sounding chemicals. There's mercury. Right. In that. And because people hear mercury, they assume you're poisoning my child. Right. Guess what? Radiation will murder your ass. You will die horribly of radiation unless you get it in controlled doses, in which case it'll cure your fucking cancer. Right. So, yes, they're <laughs> like you can like the idea of immunization is to give your child a controlled amount of the disease thing that will hurt them so that their body can learn to fight it off right. and not get it later. Right. And there are doctors that do this to uh, to, pre- to prevent your child from dying later. So, yes, they're injecting it with something that is harmful to them, but there's a science to the reasoning, you know? Right. Like, like, I just understand how you don't see the parallel between the idea of, yeah, you shoot your body full of rads, radiation, and you cure cancer. Or you put yourself in a nuclear reactor and die. Yes, it is harmful for you, but it cures things. So, who knows? So, uh, do you think that, it, I mean, does the basis come from, like, how how are these ideas still out there? How have they not been disproven? Like, I mean, you look at, this is a, this is going to be a very, 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 very stark difference. But you look at, sure. you look at uh, Hitler and the Nazis. That's an ideology that is now gone. Well, that has at least... It's, it's, it's gone it's, down. It's an ideology that at least... The world went to war over. Yes. And there's a very large general consensus that that was wrong. Yes. How is this, again, like I said, I know that they're not on the same level. Sure. But how is this something that still is remotely prevalent whatsoever? How are we still dealing with this? How is it not just something that happens in Alabama? I think it's largely because, well, A, the Internet. You see a lot of lot of stuff get circulated on the internet. So now now regional stupidity is now a global problem. Right. Because some idiot in darkest Tennessee read an article where someone said, You need to put mercury in my kid? Hell no, nah, you ain't. And then they they said something about don't let them put mercury in your kid. And then some other idiot carried it and some other idiot blasted it. And now some you know, there's an irresponsibility. I mean, let's just I'll name her right out. Jenny McCarthy did a lot of damage when yeah. when a celebrity endorses something. All of a sudden, boom, there it is. You know, and that's that's the thing that people don't realize is the power you speak out with. If you spread misinformation, if you, I mean, I'm all for questioning things. You know, hey, I like questioning, but there's a danger in when you decide to 
instead of posing it as a question, make it a fact. Right. The minute you went from do vaccinations hurt our kids to vaccinations hurt our kids with a certainty. You basically boned everybody. Right. I don't have a problem with conspiracy theories. Do you want to say, was was there a shooter on the grassy knoll? The thing with the JFK conspiracy is it's largely been left up to question. Mm. It's this nebulous thing that may or may not be true. Right. Sure, make all your conspiracy theories. You're not hurting anybody. But this is hurting people. Yeah. So it's bad. So, yeah. It's one of those things. Like, with the JFK thing, you're just messing with history that's nebulous. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's the problem I have with with when somebody rambles on and on about like a conspiracy theory. It de- it depends because that's what it is. It's a conspiracy theory, right? The the vaccination. It's a theory. It's not a fact, and it's in fact an anti-fact at this point. So, <laughs> eh. Well, anti-vaxxers love their anti-facts. They do. But I love me some conspiracy theories. They they are getting, I think, particularly in the age of the internet, which we were talking about earlier, that internet spreads things. You get. It's not just like it used to be like, you know what else spreads things? Unvaccinated kids. Ha, it's true. But no, like conspiracy, the the very nature of a conspiracy theory is it can be harmless, but it can become something a lot more dangerous Mm. in my mind. Like 9-11 truthers. I'm just going to throw them out here because, hey, you're not as bad as the vaccine conspiracy people. But the fact that you think the government had something to do with 9-11 you're really pushing it, guys. Like, what the hell? Really? You think that they needed that excuse to go to war with Afghanistan or Iraq? Like, and, and by the way, who wants to invade Afghanistan? We did not. There's no tactical region to own Afghanistan. Right. Like, Iraq, sure. You want to go, oh, man, we invaded Iraq because we wanted the oil. Okay, there's no oil in Afghanistan, so why the hell did we invade it? No. Well, because they knocked down the two towers. Okay, sure, you're correct. And Bush knocked down the two towers so he could invade Iraq. I just don't get the correlation. His dad went into Iraq, mostly unprovoked. I mean, uh, how? doesn't make any sense. Right. It's it's when you have to jump to, like, extreme BS to, like, well, the tower, if you look at the way the, pl- like, the, like, the level of, uh, I'm trying to think of the specific conspiracy here, um, you can start out with, like, there's four popular conspiracy theories about the two towers, right? Mm. One, uh, government incompetence. That one I buy. Our government was so incompetent that people were able to fly planes into the two towers. Sure, could buy that. We didn't see it coming. Failure on the part of U.S. intelligence. Two, it was an inside job. Okay, you're, you're really, really stretching. Three, it was aliens. That exists, by the way. What? There are people that literally have analyzed it and said that it's aliens that did it. Okay, now you're just getting ridiculous. And, like, the fourth one is, oh, God, what was it? Oh, the Saudi royal family had a hand in it. I suppose if you've got some kind of proof, you have none. Okay, cool. Awesome, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, it's and it's the, the thing with it is people always bury facts. Some of the uh, pilots that piloted the planes were Saudi nationals. True. That's a true thing. The Saudi government financed those... Bin, bin Laden. Uh, there may have been members of the government, uh, not of the government, but but people, nationals from Saudi Arabia who gave him money, but it doesn't mean that the royal family was like, yes, what we're going to do here is, we're, I'm sorry, I'll use my Arab voice. What we're going to do here, that's Indian shit. I'm being racist, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's just that moment when you hit, my uh, my accents are terrible, and I cannot do them, so I'm doing Indian guy. 
Uh, right? Just for those of you at home that can't see, he makes these faces when I'm racist. <laughs> that I call it Seth's racist face, where like he just squints his eyes and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to edit all this out. I hate <laughs> you so hard. But he probably won't edit this out. That's the brutal part of it. Anyway. When you when you go so well and engage the audience like that, part of me want I I am I find it hard to justify cutting it out. When you find my Arab accent just too oh there we go oh, damn it went to a poo shit. <laughs> it's no, hard. You've man. officially locked it in. It's not getting cut. Ah damn it. Anyway, okay, sorry. I try and do Arab voices, and I always wind up sounding like I'm Indian. Yep. Anyway, uh, so the Saudi royal family. Is lit- so you, what you're telling me, conspiracy theorists, is that the Saudi royal family, who we protect, basically, we help Saudi Arabia out so freaking much, so they'll be our little oil pipeline. They were like, you know what we should do? We should bomb those guys. Let's get this Bin Laden guy. I've actually done a lot of research into. I'm 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 actually, and I'll, I'll pop this out here. Uh, I I was interested in in the 9/11 conspiracy. Not the conspiracy people. The 9-11 pilots. I was like, who the hell were these right. guys? So I've done, I read a really great book called The Looming Tower about him. And basically this guy did like hundreds of thousands of interviews with former Al-Qaeda people and former CIA individuals. And what he basically found out was that, yes, uh, there were people from Saudi Arabia who gave him money, but the Saudi royal family actually hated bin Laden. They're like, dude, you're making us look bad in front of the Americans. You're an embarrassment. Mm. They were actually in the process of extraditing him from Afghanistan, but they couldn't get the deal done because the Taliban was protecting him. Uh, so, just I'm going to put that to rest. That's a documented fact from a guy that you know from not just this book, but from like interviews, uh, CIA findings, all kinds of stuff. So, it's not true, but there are conspiracy theorists that will then point to me and say that guy is part of the conspiracy, and that's when you lose me. When you get so far that it doesn't matter what facts I present to you, you'll just be like, yeah, but see, he's part of it. Bush paid him off to write this. Like, what? No. I will say I, I, I know Brian very well, and he has not been paid off by anybody. Yeah. Literally, that's where <laughs> they would go. I am now part of the 9-11 conspiracy. If a 9-11 truther heard what I just said, they'd be like, yeah, well... I heard you've been to Texas once. I don't in think your you have life. to worry about the nine eleven truthers hearing this because I don't think our podcast actually gets through the tinfoil hat. Oh, good. There yeah. you go. Yeah, but it's it's people that lend credence to it. People that like it's when you get to wander around saying, "But doubts are good." Yes, doubts are good. But when you're faced with a wall or irrefutable fact, just deal with it. Anti-vaxxers, truthers, guys out there. If if your conspiracy theory was this awesome, wonderful question you were making, and someone gives you an answer. Have the balls to nut up and go, okay, yeah, you answer my question, and no, that's not true. Spe- Vaccines are good. Speaking of conspiracy theories. Yes. We had one ourselves recently mm. that I still stand by, oh. and I think you do too. Here we go. But I think that, if memory serves, we might have been a little harsh in our delivery of the conspiracy theory. Okay. Do we owe an apology for uh, the interview? Ah, uh, Yes. We speculated that the Sony leaks and all of the hullabaloo that surrounded the release of the movie The Interview mm. was just nothing more than a clever marketing ploy. Yeah. And while we still stand by that, because it was damn clever as a marketing ploy. Amazingly, yes. We we kind of shit-talked the movie. We, neither one of us had seen it. It's true. And we were more shit-talking reviews we've but read. I'd heard bad things yeah, about it. Yeah, we'd heard bad things about it. But, Brian, you've seen it. 
I did. It came on Netflix, which I was like, that was interesting, right? I was like, it comes on. I'm like, the it came on, on Netflix? fast. It yeah. came on Netflix. Like, the, I feel bad for the people that two days earlier must have paid seven dollars to right to, <laughs> to watch it. It's like, oh yeah, it's part of your Netflix. You know? So it was on Netflix. I was like, well, I gotta watch it. Mm. It's actually pretty good. It's good. Like it's funny. It's a very funny movie. The plot is terrible. The plot is awful. <laughs> uh, but I, I'd actually liken it to a really dirty version of the Bing Crosby, Bob Hope Road movies. They could have called it Road to Pyongyang, and that because it's it's literally that same kind of setup. James Franco's hilarious. He's totally the Bob Hope style guy who's a horn dog and just an absolute idiot. Mm. And Seth Rogen's totally the Bing Crosby. Hey, maybe we shouldn't do these things. And they, they play off each other perfectly. It's their chemistry that drives the movie, and it's absolutely hilarious. And the guy they got to play, uh, Kim Jong-un, is really funny and really good. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I got to ask the interview for forgiveness. You're actually a pretty decent movie. I stand by your plot being terrible, but you are worth the time of someone to watch. Okay. So, so, I, so I need to see it now. You should give it a shot. All right. It's, it's funny. Uh, it cracked me up a bunch. Uh and I will never listen to Firework by Katy Perry the same way again. Okay. I still don't know the reference to that, and I don't want it spoiled, but I have heard I every time that, especially with her doing the halftime show of the Super Bowl, mm. every time that, that, her, that song was mentioned or Katy Perry was mentioned, everybody kept talking about the interview. Yep. And so I, I, I think just for that alone, I need to see it and find out what the hell was the reference. Oh, there's, there's, there are moments that literally I've quoted to people because it's that funny. It's a quotably funny comedy. Uh... But yeah, I, I think I, I stand by a little bit by our conspiracy theory. I think totally Sony saw, damn, we got hacked. Well, here's an opportunity for free publicity. Yeah. I think they did that. I don't think it's that nefarious or anything. I mean, anybody would have done that in that situation. Uh, the one I still want to talk about conspiracy theory-wise yeah. is your conspiracy theory. I was going to leave it alone because I don't have any more evidence to add to it, so I have nothing new to say. But yeah, the fact that Hollywood is killing people. I actually... Uh, Based on some of the shit that has been going on in this year's Oscar race, I have to say you might be right. I'm always right. You might be. Maybe. I won't throw your theory out. But there is some pretty heinous crap going on in the Oscar race. Uh, and so I think you might possibly be correct. that uh, there. Maybe I don't know if they kill people to, bo- to, to boost box office ratings, but they're into some pretty nasty crap to boost box office. So fair enough. I'll grant you your weird, crazy conspiracy theory might be true. Also, your weird, crazy Emma Stone theory might not. When they, we'll find out next Spider-Man movie. We'll see. If Are they even gonna do a Spider-Man three though? Amazing I Spider-Man guess it's 3? now. It is in the pipeline for like late 2019. <laughs> so like five years from now or so, we're gonna get our next Spider-Man movie. Hooray! <laughs> if they have Andrew Garfield hasn't gotten too old. You're talking about the Oscars and you're talking about conspiracy theories and a lot of heinous stuff. We should talk. I mean, the nominations are out. We should talk about you know some they of the, s- the snubs and the early favorites and Yay. whatnot. I know. I know this is rough for you because you hate this time of year. Oh, I hate it so much. You absolutely. I if there, it, guys, if so there's awful. if there's one person that just oh. wishes he could get in a bunker and hide and have the Oscars and just be over and never even happen, oh, it's Brian. Yeah. He can't Oscars stand one more time. Just say it. My he pants Oscars. Won't be dry. Oscars. He just cannot. He cannot tolerate that did it. I'm the there. Thanks. Academy I'll call one eight hundred Oscar Dirty Talk again. <laughs> All you have to do is just tell me. Like I literally, I the nominees. I I bookmark Oscar talk websites like I bookmark porn sites. Just got to go back with that one. Porn sites. You you don't. No. You're missing out. No. Yeah, you are. Anyway. 
Uh, I'm gonna keep that from going any further on that <laughs> route. Cause All right, fine, man. I don't. I, I just don't see why you'd have to bookmark a porn site. But just saying, you must be into some weird stuff. You find your favorites. And I you guess uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> if it works, it jerks. Okay, so uh, we're not gonna get into all our picks right now, but sure. just off the top of your head, who's your pick for you think best picture? Um, I I don't know yet. I I will say what what I've heard. The the those bookmarked sites have been going too. Um, not those ones, but oh, the other ones. Okay. The okay. Uh, the Oscar talk ones. Uh, a lot of what I'm hearing is that uh, Boyhood. Remember Boyhood was like the winner. I of thought the you said not those sites. Boyhood is not one of those. Sites. Oh, okay. See, now you're worse than I am by like 10 points there. No, because anyway, I'm not the one bookmarking it. I'm going to look at your computer history after this. Feel free. Like, it's clean. Oh my g- it's, of course it's, it's clean. A little, it's a little too clean. Yeah. <laughs> I scrub it. Mm, this is <laughs> my doctor gave me an ointment I have to rub on my computer history. So wrong. <laughs> uh, most of the Oscar talk, I've heard, uh, Boyhood won the uh, Golden Globes, and um, but then it turns ar- turn around, uh, the SAG Awards happened, mm-hmm. Screen Actors Guild, and the... Call them the PAG Awards, the Producers Guild, the PG Awards. Producers Guild Awards happened. Both of those are usually pretty good precursors of how the Oscar's going to go because producers and actors are a large voting part of the Academy. Um, and Birdman won. Boyhood did not win. So now Birdman has kind of emerged as like this tie with Boyhood. Nobody knows. But then American Sniper, which was not actually nominated for any of those three because it came out so late in the season. Right cleaning up at the box office getting loads of attention now a lot of people have that one also in there i'm not thinking that's gonna do it i think that's gonna be the one i think american sniper is gonna be one of the ones that garners a lot of movie goer picks so people that people that just watch the oscars you know and they're like yeah the oscars are on they and then you know they make their picks and whatnot I, I i could see that getting a lot of those picks i don't think that the academy is going to be as smitten with it as because I don't think they go by what's what sold the most tickets. They they do and they don't. I mean, it, it definitely comes down to American Sniper is a lot more. Because Guardians of, of the Galaxy would be in there. Sure. It would. It's been. It, it it's would. It did. It made a lot of money. Yeah. But uh, it it didn't have the pedigree. If Clint Eastwood had directed Guardians of the Galaxy, it might be in the conversation. Are you unhappy with the director of Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I think he's great. But James Gunn is not notorious for getting Oscar nominations. He's he's notorious for making awesome movies that I totally love watching. He is not uh, famous for Oscar nominations. Whereas Clint Eastwood is like, oh, like an aged prune wine. Yeah, I know. He's makes like fine the, he's like Oscar Meryl Streep at this point. Exactly. So um, they can put out a turd, and you're still gonna go. It had their name on it. Exactly. Uh, likewise with the so that race. I think the best picture race is down to Boyhood and Birdman. Apparently, if your film started with a B, you could have made it. But uh, so. Bombardians of the Galaxy would Bombardians have been of the Galaxy or Brant's Formers Four would definitely have gotten themselves a uh, Bro Formers. Bro, oh my God! Why is that not a film? It will be. I would watch Bro Formers <laughs> if they're just a bunch of bro robots that are like, dude, pound this, pound this. And literally, they transform into things like bongs and kegs of beer. <laughs> We'd save the galaxy, but we're too busy partying. <laughs> Nothing but like LMFAO on the soundtrack yeah. constantly. <laughs> be amazing when they transform they actually just form like a giant like the electric daisy music festival yeah instead of <laughs> like uh, instead of the sound of like the, the the gears grinding or whatever when they transform it's just one long belch nice. <laughs> bro you turned into a bong sweet let's hit that sweet yeah. somebody hit me they don't save anything <laughs> they, uh, they just stare at asses and ashes there it is um 
But uh, no, I think Boyhood and Birdman down at the table. Th- th- those two. Uh, also, the Best Actor one is also up in the air now. Michael Keaton was a shoe-in. Then Eddie Redmayne went and won the Screen Actors Guild one uh, for Best Actor. So that put that race a lot closer than a lot Do of Do you think thought. Cumberbatch is not in the running? I know you saw Imitation Game. I did. I got to see Imitation Game last night, actually. And uh, it's a great movie. Good movie. Very British film. And he is fantastic in it. It's definitely his best performance. I just think he's... Uh, I don't think he's got this one. He, I haven't heard the talk about him. Uh, I'd be very surprised if he won, um, which is a shame because it's a great performance. But I, I haven't seen Eddie Redmayne's performance. Michael Keaton's brilliant in Birdman. I think he's still got the edge just because he's more of a venerated actor. He's been around longer. Mm. I think that that helps, I think, particularly with Best Actor. If you've been around longer, they're a little bit more likely to give it to you. Well, and he, has he ever had Best Actor before? No. So no, it would be one of those, like, he's... It, it would almost kind of be like a lifetime achievement award because he's right. done he's done so many great roles, but paid his not, dues over the years. They're not Oscar type nomination roles, right? And he kind he of he was Batman for crying out loud. But all the, and he kind of was gone for a while too. He was in a lot of supporting roles the last like three four years, right? And then this has been his big comeback role. So that always I think it, they've they've written a really good story about mm. Michael Keaton, right? So I think and that's part of the Oscar com- campaign is you you create a story. He's a comeback winner or you get Eddie Red- Redmayne's campaign which is mostly look at this fresh-faced kid that's got so much talent. Right. And sometimes they do I like those too. People like that too, but I I think uh, particularly in Hollywood where they love youth. If you're young, you should win all the awards. Uh Natalie Portman for Black Swan a few years ago won off of that. Also, I've noticed if you're female and pregnant, it's like you win automatically. Kate Winslet. That's what I've been doing wrong. Yeah, you need to get pregnant and be a woman, and you'll win Best Actress if you're in something. <sighs> Oscar baby. So that that's how that works. Speaking of Best, Act- Best Actress, that one's still pretty much sewn up. Julianne Moore, I think. I think so. Uh, everybody, everything I've heard is like there's nobody that's even... I think J.K. Simmons is going to take it. I think he's going to take his category for sure. <laughs> That's the other one. See, the thing is, like the 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 big oh, who's going to win it is the best actor, best picture. Uh, the rest of them are kind of starting to look pretty settled. Like best supporting actor, J.K. Simmons, unless he like director should still be up in the air then because Birdman and Boyhood should be fighting over that too. I, I here's how I'm calling this. I, I'll make a little tiny call right now. Okay. Whoever wins the best director will not win the best picture. If they give Alejandro González Tenorito the award for Best Director for Birdman, Birdman will not win Best Picture. It'll go to Boyhood. You if they give Linklater, if Richard Linklater wins for Boyhood, they will give it to Birdman. That's how I think the Academy is going to get their two for one because they'll choose to award the director and take the – because both directors are actually producers on the film, so they would win an Oscar if either one won. So I right. think that – I could be wrong. could go the other way where Birdman wins for both or, or whatever. But, yeah, Best Director is still up in the air. Um and uh, Best Actor and Best Picture. But I got to say, Best Supporting Actress looks like Patricia Arquette's going to take that. Nobody is... She's won everything. Producers Guild gave it to her. Screen Actors Guild gave it to her. Golden Globes gave it to her. Good for her. I just don't see... you know. And also my dog shit outside her trailer. So I really think that's the seal right there. That is. That uh, the Emma seal of deuce approval. That's how you're going to win. The nominations are out. And we'll do our pick. We also have... A couple special guests for our Oscar podcast coming. Oh, up. it's going to be huge! And the Oscar yeah, podcast. so we're gonna we're, and we're gonna have both of them submit picks as well. So we're gonna have a four-way competition going on for the picks, and we've have decided that the winner, whoever it is, whether it's me or Brian or one of the two that is not in the band downstairs neighbors, mm. whoever wins gets the most picks right for the Oscars. They'll actually get to choose a song that we will cover as downstairs neighbors. Yeah, the stakes are high. So, but that's what that's with winning and whatnot, and then and who's been nominated. 
I think this time of year, before we get into the Oscars ceremony and and discuss, you know, and that'll be like I said, that'll be a special show just for that, and we'll discuss what happened there. We need to talk about the snubs that have happened. Who who who's not even going right. to get that far? Who left out? Yeah, a lot of people thought Lego Movie should have gotten. That was the big one that everyone was all mad about. With uh, the Lego Lefty, movie. Lefty loved that movie. He loved it. Yeah. we put it on sometimes. You know, when he's feisty in his cage, we'll just in his oh, aquarium. He, everything aquarium. is awesome. Gets him going. Oh, he's so happy when yeah. that goes on, and then he calms right down and goes and takes a nap. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lego Movie was a big one. Everyone thought, oh man. My argument with that is Lego Movie's script was great and its direction was fantastic. Animation wise, it was Legos. Right, which I liked. I liked the fact that it was Legos because no, it looked awesome. When they for sure. like their water scenes were the Lego pieces for water. I dug no. that. No, it was brilliant and it's cool, but artistically it wasn't strictly animation, A. It was stop motion, which I think was a count against it. And two, there were a lot of really beautiful looking films. Like the one that won the Golden Globe was How to Train Your Dragon Two, which I've seen Plot-wise, that movie is nowhere near as good as Lego Movie, but art direction-wise, it looked gorgeous. Like that movie, I was like, "Holy cow!" This movie looks like, like some kind of painting come to life. It was gorgeous. So I get why they, why they gave it that. Um, but I, so I understand a little bit why Lego Movie got knocked out. You probably could have dumped, I don't know, one of the bigger movies, uh, out of it to maybe give Lego Movie a shot. But that's a snub. I understood. The one I didn't get the most was I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was going to get nominated for Nightcrawler because mm-hmm. he was just he was that movie. That movie hung on his performance. The movie itself is pretty good, but it's a great movie. Thanks to him. He raised that entire movie with his performance, which was incredible. It was the best performance I've seen this year outside J.K. Simmons in Whiplash and he's best supporting actor. So I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was the biggest snub for me. Um, and people talked a little bit about it, like he should have really been in there for that. Uh, so. A little disappointed that. So that was my big snub. That was your one. And you, uh, I, I have one pretty big snub. <sighs> I hesitate to ask. Chris Evans in Winter Soldier. Is that your? No. No? Oh, okay. silly. No. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a fair point. Sure. I mean, they have 10 Oscar. No, they don't have 10, but they have many Oscar nominations. They probably could have stuffed it in there. It was the highest grossing movie. That was the highest grossing movie of the year? I think it was. It had to have been. But also, not again, because I, like I said, I don't think that they just go off the ticket sales. We And, uh, and we've touched on this before, so I won't harp on it again. But I'm just going to say the story was good. The script was good. Mm. The design was great. The performances were good. The direction was good. Yes. I mean, it. all in all, it was a very good film. Yes. Did, did it did it did it make a political message? No. Did it bring did it say Don't anything? Don't blow up planets. Right, there you go. That's a pretty good one. But I mean, you know, so no, it wasn't it's not going to be getting any of the political vote. It, nobody nobody had, you know, cancer or autism in it, so they're, no, you know, they're not going to get that vote. Sure. And nobody was, you know, was playing a a historical figure. Mm. So, and it wasn't a biopic. So I get it. It wasn't all the you know the 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 sappy. It's pedigree, man. Yeah, well, it is literally. I I grant you, and I've said it a million times. Oscars are snooty. They are. They you know are what? like wine tasting. You know what? they are, and they're also they're suckers. And and I oh th- yeah. I think you've seen this, and if you haven't, I'm going to make you watch it. And for all of our listeners, if you head over to uh, our downstairs neighbors page on Facebook, I'm gonna I'm gonna find the video. I'm gonna post it on there. This has been out for years. Mm. And I and I lay no claim of credit to it whatsoever. I just appreciate it. I think it's hilarious and accurate. But the I think it's called like the trailer for every award-winning film ever. Mm. Have you seen it? I have. Yes, and that to me spells out exactly 
why I get a little bit of kind of bit with the Oscars. I still get. I'm not nearly as excited as you. I still enjoy it. Yeah. And I still like to make the picks, and I like to watch the show and stuff, and I like to watch the films that come out because they are they are good movies. I'm not saying they're ignoring Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy and putting shit in. Right. I'm just saying they ignored a good movie. They did. Guardians of the Galaxy was a very good film in many many ways, um, and I do think they need to be more open about it. They were open about it when Dark Knight came out. They were very open to Dark Knight getting nominated, and they even gave an award to Heath Ledger out of right. it. Though I do think his posthumous passing yeah. away was part of it. They were awarding. Granted, he was phenomenal in the movie. He was right. I think they were also joke. awarding all of his other performances too. They're like, "This right. is our chance to. Uh, we better give him an Oscar. Here we go." Right. And you know he's great in this. So, I think that uh, they. I do think they need to open themselves a little bit up to it. I mean, I get that their pedigree. Sometimes the pedigree works. Like I would. I would say in the case of Birdman, that movie is an original film. It's out there. It's crazy. It's de- is it artsy? Yes. But, but it was well done. It's really well done film, and I think it definitely deserves to be there. And I, I would actually say I, I'm kind of at this. I haven't seen Boyhood yet. I'm planning to before the Oscars, but I, I really kind of want Birdman to win. Um, mm. Or a movie like The Imitation Game, which is a very well crafted film about a, a real life person, or Selma, or all the other films that are nominated. For sure, they deserve to be there. But I grant you, they do need to open themselves a little bit more up to just because something made a ton of money and maybe it was based on not a. Pulitzer Prize winning novel. Right. You know, maybe if Zack Snyder hadn't made Watchmen suck so much. <laughs> that, 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 that's a political novel that could have, uh, a comic book well, that could have gotten a nomination. Or you know what? Done, right? Then just make another damn category for it. Because we do have like here, li- sometimes I think the visual effects one is that. Yeah, I know. But, but if, you, I mean, look at it this way is no, they shouldn't have a comic book movie category. But what I'm saying is it just in that category of films, mm. you've got you've got your things like Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and The Dark Knight. And then you've got your things like Turtles and the Transformers movies. You There clearly is a range of quality in those films. Sure. So right. I think to exclude them all on the basis of they're based off of some other form of, of entertainment or media or whatever, like comic right. books or whatever, it wasn't based off of a novel or a historical event, Sure. I think to exclude all of them based off of what what they what substance they are I- is sad because they I I would rather see them if they don't include them in the best picture overall thing. I would like to see them like animation has its own category. I would like to see, you know, I don't know what they would call it, but it, it starts to it starts to feel more like MTV Movie Awards when you're like the blockbuster. I was, gonna, of I was the literally year. just about to say that a lot of the time the people count the People's Choice Awards as that. Right. Only the problem is People's Choice Award have been hijacked by teenagers. Right. And you're literally stuck with Twilight wins every year. Whatever right. young adult crap franchise, Hunger Games, Twilight, whatever young adult thing is out, that's what's going to win all the awards. And you're like, Ugh. Right. I mean, I know. I was a teenager, too. I'm throwing rocks at teenagers, and I probably would have been like, oh, man, yay. Actually, were there any young adult? Man. There was nothing really. I'm sure there must have been movies. Okay, teen movies like 10 Things I Hate About You or something. God, now I'm old. <laughs> when those came out, when I was a young whippersnapper back in the days, uh, you know, um, that was that was, that was was a time when I, but like, those would win. Like when Spider-Man came out, they used to award Spider-Man all the time mm. when I was in uh, high school and college. The Spider-Man movies that came out would always win everything. Right. And I was like, that's cool because, yeah, I, like, but I think since the young adult franchise has started coming out, it's really more about that in People's Choice Awards and MTV Movie Awards. I so can't wait till Fifty Shades of Grey dominates next year. I don't think it's going to – you can't see it. Teenagers can't see it. In America, they can see it, but only with their mom and dad. Okay, I'm Which sorry. This is the weirdest are you, rating. I'm are sorry. You, are you really 
really thinking that they're going to keep teenagers out of a rated R movie. When has that ever happened? Oh, it never has. A, I just don't think teenagers give a rip because it's uh, maybe, but I just haven't picked up like, I don't know. I don't hang out with teenagers, I guess, that much. So I, maybe I don't have my ear to the ground, but I'm not seeing like. I don't have my ear to the van. Whoa. And I walk by uh, the magazine section. And I'm not seeing Christian Grey on the cover of Tiger Beat magazine. <laughs> so I'm just thinking. True. It's not aimed at them, therefore they're going to be I just think that a movie that is all about S&M and sex is going to garner attention from the puberty going through population. This is going to be brutal to say. Here's my comment on the kids these days. I think they're too much into themselves. Like, kids used to... I remember it used to be like, oh, man, sex, I got to look at some pornos now. But now I think you literally have teenagers that are like, I'm in love with me so much that unless it's pandered and catered directly to me, I don't give a damn. So unless it's Edward Cullen and Bella Swan boning, they don't give a crap, right? Uh, you know, and that's that goes back to weirdly enough the source material that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is based on. This this is how awesome this movie is for me, by the way. Okay. And when I say awesome, it's it's hilariously awesome. Fifty Shades of Grey is a fan fiction based on a movie that was based on a book that is coming out. Wait, what? Fifty Shades of Grey is the, the the movie is an adaptation of a book that right. used to be a fan fiction. It got its start as Twilight fan fiction, and she just changed the names. I don't no know if you way. Knew that about Fifty Shades. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey was an Edward and Bella fan fiction online first, and then she changed the names and sold it as because it takes place in Seattle is where the film takes place or the book takes place. Um, yes, I've read part of it. I know these things. Um, <laughs> I bookmarked it on my I website. I bet you have. Um, but <laughs> uh, it takes place in Seattle, and it used to be Edward and Bella, and then it's not now. They changed the name to Christian Grey and whatever her name is. I don't know. What um, is her name? Anastasia Steele? Oh, so it's bookmarked on your page as well. No, they think it was in the trailer. Yeah, it actually. is. Um, anyway, uh, so that's, it's based on that. So it's a it is a film based on a book, based on a fan fiction, based on a movie that was based on a book. Oh well, that's how crazy that thing is. Then at least we know that it won't get any Oscar buzz because it it's will get based none. off of that. And that and that's going back to what I was talking about with the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff is the idea of of excluding something just based off of its source material and not what they did with it. Yeah, is frustrating for me. And like uh, just a, a, a kind of a, a little uh, story from my past, back when I was in high school, back in the day. Back in the day. Back in my day, I always did well in school. That's I was always able to find the the least amount of work I needed to put in to get the best grade. It was just there's a ringing endorsement, kids. Right, that's our public education system, right there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I had a class. It was a it was an English class or writing class or something. It was at some point, though, part of the class was that we had to every quarter read two books and write two book reports. Mm. And this is in high school, so the books had to be required, you know, at least two hundred some pages long or whatever. And they right. couldn't, you know, no. Did problem. you get a choice? Do you get to like read whatever book you wanted? Yes. Wow. That's most people get like shafted with like, hey, you have to read How to Kill a Mockingbird. We had those two. We oh, had those okay. two. But in this so wasn't particular all class, this is one one class one ah, year. Ah, okay. Good job, teacher, giving kids an option. No. Good nope. attempt, teacher, because oh. you don't really get a choice, and that's where I'm going with this. So, oh God. I first <sighs> book of the year. Here it comes. The very first book of the year. You don't know where I'm going. Oh, with this. I know precisely where this is going. Where is it going? Tell me before I tell it. We're going to comic books. No. Okay. So first Graphic book of the year. Graphic novels. Not even close. Okay. First book of the year. I was I was just 
at this point because it may have been my freshman year of high school even i was i was very very fresh like within two or three years of my newfound interest in professional wrestling wwe and stuff oh god and You're right, I did not see it going here. The Rock was huge at this time. Stone Cold uh-huh. was huge at this time. And The Rock had just put out an autobiography Yeah, called The Rock Says. And it is not just all about wrestling. It's about his life and him growing up and then how he did get, you know, how he went through football in college and how he got into wrestling and then some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with wrestling. But it is a, it is a I'm using air quotes for nonfiction book because, you know, <laughs> what it's sure. based on. But I, I had legitimately read the book had an interest in the book, mm-hmm. and I wrote a, I wrote a good report on the book. Mm. And that's another thing that I always have had no issue with was writing papers. I would always get A's on papers. It just just I never had a problem with it. Sure. So I almost I almost said I'm good with words as I was stumbling finding the words to say that. So I get it back, and it's a uh, it was like a B or a B minus, and I was pissed. That's generous. No. I was p- because here I you know see and you got you get you know he, I can literally I have, hear I have my edit face on when he when he when he's going off the rails and, and uh-huh. when he's being racist he has his smirky little Oscar movie snob face on where he's like I'm judging your choice of book but here's I the can thing. hear the echo of your teacher's face palm from here through <laughs> history of but him going you did what it was a her first of all but her right but anyway so okay so a book that I actually had full on read yes had actually cared about, was interested in, and wrote a report based from a standpoint of, I legitimately had insights on this book. Okay. okay. Got a B. It was either B, B minus, something like that. It was not an A. It was not an A. It not an A. A minus. And I was pissed. And I knew, at least somewhat in my head, it was because of the source material. It was because I picked yes. a book about wrestling or about a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So my next book, I believe, was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ah. I picked that book for one very simple reason. I had never read that book, and I had no intention to. There was a movie out. Oh, my God. So what I did was I watched the movie. Oh I then went on Amazon.com, and I looked up, the like I was shopping for the book. Mm-hmm. And in the reviews, there were people that were contrasting the differences between the book and the movie. Not a lot. You know, just like, oh, I was interested to find that, you know, in the movie, but the book has this. I just made those couple notes. I wrote a report that summarized the movie. And I even always included a paragraph discussing the differences between the book and the movie. A-plus paper. The next six books that I did for the rest of the year were all books that had movies about them. I didn't read a single fucking book for the rest of the year. And I got A-pluses all the way through using that same formula. Because the source material for what I picked and actually did the work on gave me a lower grade because she judged the source, not the product. I did far less work and didn't read a damn thing and got all A's because the Thorth material was better. There is no one that comes out of that story looking good. I don't care. Your teacher is bad, and, and you you might be an awful student at that I'm, point. Or a brilliant one. I, f- I saw the flaw in the system, and I said, hey, guess who just learned street smarts? I learned what I need to do to succeed in this class, and it, it is not book learning. I that you, you literally may have landed on the problem with the public education there. There you go. There you go. I, I'll grant you, you should try and let uh, kids take read about what they're interested in. Or at least tell them up front they can't. That would that, that really should have been, like, did you tell her you were reading the book? Yeah. Or did you just, did, did you say, I'm writing this book on the on the rock? Okay, that's on her to not be like, oh, well, you need to pick something else. That's not going to work for right. me. And I still don't see why it wouldn't. It's, it's If she let you read the book, she should have granted you the grade based on well, the quality of your the report. Thing. And here's the thing. 
what makes it lesser of a book? In your opinion, in your opinion, because you were smirking and, and saying, I could hear the echo of the face palm. Yeah. What is, just because you don't like professional wrestling. No, I, I, I dig professional wrestling. No problem with professional wrestling. So so it's an autobiography about, about, a, about a person, about a person that has had a yes. life and done things. That's what it was about. How yes. is that different than reading an autobiography on a fucking president or something? Because the significance of what The Rock did pales in comparison to the significance of, let's say, a president, right? And I'm not, or Gandhi. And so I wasn't saying I if I selected the if the if the paper was about. I mean, The Rock can't even write a biography yet. He's still living and doing things. Like the most important things he's done, actually happened after his wrestling career. I know. <laughs> so I mean, you're, you'd literally be like, be like if somebody was like, it's like when whenever I see one of those. The Justin Bieber story, like us, like they made a documentary about Justin Bieber, and I'm like, why? Right, he hasn't done anything but, yet. But again, you're you're going away from from my point. You're actually making my point for me. When you listen back to this, you're, this is gonna be one of those where you're like, oh, sure, Seth was actually right here. Uh, maybe let's find out. What you're saying is is absolutely accurate, and I would be right there with you. I'd facepalm too if 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 the paper was not a book report. If the paper was pick a person that that made a change in the world. Sure, and I was like, The Rock. Yes, you're right. You're right Face now. Palm. In your high school years, based on his WWE, no, he's not made a difference in the world. No, I'm, and I'm saying, I'm saying, even now, it'd be a bad choice. And but that's the thing is, I wasn't writing a paper saying he had. I was writing a book report about a book that I read. Yes. And so, I want to know how you can say that because it was a autobiography about a wrestler, that that my book report is any less of has any less quality than if it had been a book report on an autobiography of a president. I'll e- I'll do you one better. Let's say you do do an autobiography on a wrestler. I did. You did. The Rock. The Rock's career as a wrestler was not even vaguely over at that point. Now, if you'd done one on Jerry Lawler or Vince McMahon, I as a, I would say you have chosen a better wrestler to do something about then at that point because they have accomplished something. But again, something you're, grading, you're grading my choice in book, not the report that I wrote about the book. Right. See, I as a teacher would have never let you read a book on The Rock. I would have been like, no, he's th- this is going to be really light. I didn't read your paper. I have no idea whether your paper is good or not. I'll get it for you. You <laughs> should get it for me. You probably saved I, it. I, don't, I, I, would I hope it I don't have it somewhere. I don't know. You should have. You should have saved it for years. Be like, look, this. No, I mean, if we're talking subjectively about a paper. Whether the paper was good, I have no, no way of knowing. Right. But it based was. on I the book... It. I would say that if I were to present a biography of Jerry Lawler and a biography, which, by the way, I want points for knowing who Jerry Lawler was. Um, I'm sure our audience old. is lost. What? That just means you're old. Jerry Lawler's still on WWE. I only know him because know he was he in, because people Man talk on the about Moon. Uh, yeah, he's in Man on the Moon. That's the only reason I know him. Um, Actually, no, re- uh, anybody that is still remotely into any kind of WWE, he's still on their programming. Yeah, so. I think he is, right? Yeah, yeah he's, he's awesome. He's, he's got a great personality. He's a cool guy. Uh but if you'd done like a thing on Jerry Lawler, whose career was basically over at that point, and he'd moved on to post career, I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, you have something. You have a beginning, a middle, and an end to this story. With The Rock, you have the beginning. Like that's all you had at that point. It's like, like I said, if if I were to tell my student, if I let's say I'm a teacher and I've got students and I say, I want you guys to write me a biography, read a biography of a musician and present it to me, and I got two reports, one about Mozart and one about Justin Bieber, I would probably grade harsher on the Justin Bieber one. Because his career isn't over. Is he going to beat Mozart? Is he going to be greater or more important? God, I hope not. But maybe he will. Sadly. I think that's wrong as a teacher. If you if if you don't put the parameters up 
and say they've got to be from the century, they've got to be dead, they've got to have done something, they can't still possibly be performing, then it, that's on that's on you. Be- and, and I think that if you judge harsher, mm-hmm. as you said, the, p- the kid that wrote about Bieber, I think what you got to look at and go, all right, you know what, they picked a non-finished topic, but that's not their fault that Bieber's not done. It, it's it all is. of our faults that Bieber's not done. Sure, we'd love <laughs> to have his career over. But but y- you... I get you what you're saying is that the report should be subjective and separate from the topic. Well, yeah. let's say this kid writes a stunning report on Justin Bieber, and the kid that writes a Mozart paper writes like a pants-on-his-head stupid paper about Mozart. Yeah, the, the Bieber kid would get a better grade, but I, I just there's literally just something in me that would be like, and no, you're totally right on this. I would be like, yeah, I don't think you can get an A for this because... What research did you do? You read, like, y- y- how can you understand the scope of what Justin Bieber... Like, if you're writing a paper and you manage to put all that in there, sure, I guess you could get a good grade. But there is something where you... One person wrote on a much more worthwhile topic. Right. But, again, that, 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 that took us into a different area. I'm literally talking about book reports only. You pick your book. It's got to be a certain amount of pages. You read your book. You wrote a report that was a good report about the book. It's it's wrong to judge it based on the source material, and I'm saying that to say that I think the Oscars are doing that with movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, ah, okay, because they're saying, ah, well, you know, you made a great film, you did, you made a great sure. film, you hit all these points that we would look for when we critique the actual structure of a story in a film, hmm. but your source material, I mean, it wasn't about a president, it wasn't about Stephen Hawking, it was about a comic book. I'll do you one better. I think part of the problem with Guardians of the Galaxy not getting nominated, and this is a problem with a lot of comic book stories, Mm. they're not complete stories. Because you're, particularly with Marvel, they're setting up franchises. They're telling giant stories that span four or five movies. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie was great, but it had totally the feeling of an open act. Like, they didn't have... Their villain was not really... The villain. Right, it's not the villain. It's totally like they meet, they hang out, they do stuff. I mean, it's a complete film, for sure. It's not, right. but it feels like the first chapter in a longer story. Whereas Birdman feels like beginning, middle, end, done. There's not going to be a Birdman 2. I get that, and that is that is partially good. But wasn't one of the original Star Wars movies up for Best Picture back in the day? I don't think it was, No. No. Could I know, have been. I know one of the Godfathers, or all of them, have, well, maybe the first two. Uh, have uh, the Godfather won a ton of Oscars, the first one. Right. But again, it's a complete story. When Godfather 2 comes around, it's a complete, they actually, it's all over the place. Part of the brilliance of Godfather 2 is that it's actually a separate movie from Godfather 1. Okay, that's true. I mean, it if w- Guardians of the Galaxy could pull that off, I would hand them the award for sure. Guardians of the Galaxy, in the court of public opinion, has won all the awards. All right. Biggest box office, beloved characters. Stuff everywhere, and I think with the Academy, they want to award something like a smaller film like Whiplash or something where nobody's wearing a, a Damien Chazelle t-shirt. Like, oh man, yeah! Like, whereas Rocket the Raccoon is everywhere. And also, there's a talking raccoon. So that might get in the way of its nomination chances. Anytime there's a talking animal, it's a bitch. They just, boom, you're out. Which is, which is a shame, because Bradley Cooper, in my opinion, was a much more impressive Rocket the Raccoon than he was an American sniper. If he, if he made... <laughs> If he gets if he gets the award for American Sniper, I just hope that he goes up and accepts it in a rocket voice. That, he won't. that would be pretty awesome. But no, it he would won't. Be epic. They take themselves so seriously. They do take themselves more seriously than they should. Right. And I'm and hoping that changes knock. with NPH running it. 
No, I think he will. I think he'll have a much more the show itself. I mean the nominations oh, take themselves okay. very okay. seriously. And they've gotten it's gotten more and more serious. Like now you've got eight films that are nominated. None of them outside of American Sniper cleared a hundred million at the box office. They're all very much artistic. I'm doing your rabbit air quotes. Artistic films. Is that because of anti vaccination? Sure. Didn't you say they were blaming that for artism? That's autism. Oh. That's different. Oh. Different thing entirely. Gotcha. Well, we are out of time. We, we are. We almost we we got a little carried away with the Oscar talk there. Uh, and I know we had my, nothing my, for the Oscar my book report, but um, but we are gonna we are gonna have we're gonna the Oscar episode. That's the next time we're gonna be with you is gonna be the Oscars. Yikes! And it's gonna be a, an exciting show. It's definitely not gonna be a mini sode. I can tell you that. No, long and one. Uh, we've got uh, we're gonna have a couple special guests with us. John from our Golden Globes coverage will be joining us. Happy to have him back. And uh, for our long longer time listeners, uh, our friend Alex Vignatolo, who's uh, another uh, movie buff friend of ours, also a comic book nerd. So he'll be able there to you defend. Go. We can have a huge Guardians of the Galaxy based debate on whether they should have. I expect John it. to get on my side too. Honestly. I will probably be standing alone on the mountaintop, pissing in the wind, I fully <laughs> and just covered in urine by the end of it. Yep. But anyway, so make sure which you is ironically also available in Fifty Shades of Grey. There you go. Make sure to tune into that. Also, you may have noticed if some of our newer listeners are looking for older episodes, you may have noticed some of them are uh, disappearing from the iTunes libraries and whatnot. They're actually being moved over to an archive section. We've officially filled up our allotment of uh, where we can put new episodes. So, wow. Yeah, we'll have information for, uh, for that up on our website and on our Facebook page. So stay tuned for that. If our early stuff is really our best stuff. We've just been getting worse slowly oh, absolutely, since the beginning. Yeah. We started at the top of the mountain, and we've slowly oh slid yeah. down it. Yeah, no, it's it. Yeah, episode one. Maiden Voyage was oh definitely yeah. the best. Brilliant. And then since then, it's just been worse and yeah. worse and worse. So, sorry, folks. We do want to thank you for listening. As always, check us out on Twitter at DNeighborsBand. Instagram is DownstairsNeighbors. Shoot us an email at DownstairsNeighborsBand at gmail.com. And, of course, the website where you can find almost all this stuff is dryrunproductions.net slash final hour. But I think a lot more of our fun stuff does happen on our Facebook, facebook.com slash DownstairsNeighbors. So, like us, poke us. Send us harsh comments and tell us we're ugly, whatever. Thanks, James from Mississippi, for telling me I should shave my balls. <laughs> Enjoyed that email. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next time for our Oscar special. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And I was the right shark at the Super Bowl halftime. Don't let me chew up. There's a chorus of opinions. But you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. This has been a Dry Run production.